0: One year, I kind of got an idea, you know, I want to start trapping. I like to trap, I like to make lure, and I like to write. Where can it go from here? They would be able to spend more time in the woods.
1: I was losing money handling fish trapping, but I didn't care.
0: Getting the traps out there is the hardest part,
2: I think, with them. I would
0: leave the critters in the back of my truck in the high school parking lot. We're going to set traps, like, no matter what. Some of these guys have trapped these areas for generations. We got through deferred, this is Northern Michigan, this is what you do. Represent, the record in a positive
1: light. I'm going to ask you guys a question. Do you know everything? This will to be
2: fun. Trying to learn something from these legends. Ask questions without asking questions.
0: Volume of Perfection Game
2: Magazine. Instructions fair, going with articles of to Go on with
0: Perlenin's articles. The Perlenin ads. Tool for Trapping radios. We are trappers on ourselves. To me, that's pretty important. Alright, everybody, listen a bit. System, to me. Develop a system yet? Cause
1: working ahead of time to build big trapping.
0: If you got variables to the same, you you got bobcat. He started talking about these big fans. Most of my tuna are coming from up top, not down bottom. Probably the
1: best part of the country in the world. I don't get any better. Trying to set predator trash and trash waders. back of that beaver looks like it's year. You better edit this part out. Yeah, it was better. Back in the fur shed. This is Trapping Today. I'm Jeremiah Wood. Great to have you here. Each and every week, we're brought to you by Kotz Brothers Lures. K-A-A-T-Z-B-R-O-S dot com. Trap smarter, work harder, enjoy the success that follows. You can get traps, snares, baits, lures, books, DVDs, everything you need to get started at the trap line from Cospros. We're also brought to you by ONX Maps. Turn your phone into a fully functioning GPS. Mark waypoints, track your movements, check out the latest aerial imagery, and get landowner information. Go to ONXmaps.com, code TRAP, T-R-A-P for 20% off. And finally, brought to you by the Trapping Today store, trappingtodaystore.com. That's where you can get my stuff. Probably going to add some more stuff there at some point, but uh, you should check out those Mustela t-shirts because they are not going to last forever. I'm going to actually pull up the store right now because I've been selling, sold several of them this week. And let's go, trappingtodaystore.com. And I... Am not going to be able to get more in stock for a little bit of time, so that's something that if you want to get them and I have your size, and you order it ASAP. Um, I've got the I've got a friend in the fur shed with me tonight. Uh, the old Yamaha Bravo. I love the Bravo because I can actually it's the only snowmobile that I can get through the door of the fur shed. I get just like a standard house door here, and I can uh, the skis just barely fit. In, in the door, and get it in the shed and get it warm, because I don't have a garage, so it's a great opportunity to work on the sled and not freeze my butt off, because I freeze when I work on anything else this time of year. But yeah, the the thing with these Bravos, they're simple, they're, they're good machines, they're light, they're easy to maneuver, but they are getting old, every year they get older, because they don't make any new ones, so mine's an 88, and stuff breaks on it and you know it's a small sled. you work it pretty hard you're gonna break some stuff so this is the actually second round of this I I took it to the shop last time but this is a motor mount that there's three motor mounts that that kinda keep the motor in place and stabilized and they're kinda these like these rubber grommet sort of things uh, that that are bolted on to the frame and, and also bolted to the motor and there's one on the side that I, I broke in the past, and I brought in the shop, and the guy replaced it. But basically, it, it broke again. The one he replaced broke. And so, um, I decided to I was going to take it in and try to fix it myself this time. So, it, basically what happens is because it's not holding the motor stable, when I accelerate and kind of make a turn, the motor shifts it over to one side, and it starts rubbing up against uh, the... Uh, the frame of the sled and and it's uh just it's not good it's not good so working on that got put a new windshield on it put a new taillight cover on it so we'll we'll be up and ready for a little maybe a little bit of under ice beaver trapping not gonna hit it too hard this year but uh it's hard not to do some you know it's it's one of them things you get in your blood you gotta do it so we'll do a little bit there close to the house and then maybe Maybe in the next couple weeks, if we get it fixed in time, we'll set some fisher traps by the house. But, yeah, that's the project here. Um, Questions, answers, uh, those last couple of podcasts were great. I had some feedback on the dog-proof stuff. I'm not going to get into it tonight for the sake of time, but I had a couple of guys that have way more experience with dog-proof traps than I do and offered some suggestions on the... Uh, the the topic that we discussed the other day with a guy that was having trouble with, with DPs. So we'll discuss that in a future episode. Okay, trapping today's story, go over to apparel and you see the Mustela t-shirt. If we look at the inventory, let's see, I'm gonna go on the back end of this and see what the inventory is. Okay, it looks like I have a total of 23 shirts in stock and small sold out 3xl sold out xxl or 2xl i have one left medium i have three left xl i have five extra small that's good size for your kids i have five of those and i have nine large so we're getting down on on certain sizes we're out and certain sizes we're getting close so Make sure to, to place an order soon if you do want to get one of those within the next few weeks. I just ordered some blank shirts. They're going to take a little while. There's, I actually had to change colors, so this is the, going to be the last in this run of colors. With COVID, everything's been kind of turned upside down, and so many things are out of stock and back ordered and just unavailable, so... I, I, I don't want to switch styles because I really like this shirt I like the style and I like the quality of the shirt and the the comfort it's a really comfortable shirt in my opinion so that's what what I'm going to stick with but I did change the color slightly so everything that comes in new will be a, a totally not totally but it'll be a different color it'll be more of a uh, sort of like a, a desert tan, not tan this this color the, the ones I have in stock are tan this is going to be Oh, I don't remember what they call it but it's sort of like a reddish uh, desert d type of beige red sort of color I guess you might say. I don't know. I don't even know what the, I don't even know if it's uh, an official <laughs> there's an official color to it. It's called sand dune. So whatever you think of when you think of a sand dune, it's probably similar to that color. Um, but anyway, it's still it's going to be pretty cool but it's going to be different. So just so you know. And those are should come fairly soon, but then I gotta take them over to town and get them printed and all that. So everything's kind of slow now anymore, but that's that's just part of the world that we're living in right now. Hopefully, at some point, we'll get back to normal. But we got shirts, we got lure, we got books, we got a bunch of stuff. Check them out. All right, so we're gonna get into this episode, which is part two of my chat with my friend Josh from Fairbanks, Alaska. And we talk a lot about wolf trapping, wolf snaring, and different tactics, techniques, and and things that he likes to do trapping up there in Alaska. So I hope you enjoy it. We'll get into the show, and thanks for listening in.
0: Yeah, every everything since then has been either snares into my bait sets or, or blind sets. Um, when when you're on the road all the time, you, you get the learn where critters pretty consistently cross the road and and wolves get to be creatures of habit and stuff like that and in the winter time especially with running the same trail repeatedly um so you can be pretty well guaranteed if they come through in one spot they're going to come through that spot again unless for some reason you know something deters them from that
2: yeah
0: and and so i i got pretty good at hanging snares and old wolf trails and just leave them there all winter go and adjust them when you needed to when you got snow and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and that's worked pretty well for me
1: because you knew at some point that wolf the wolves are going to move back through here it's just a matter of time
0: yep and then sometimes they come through the same spot but they'd take a little bit different trail or whatever and then more steel would get hung in the trees there (laughs) (laughs) i mean eventually they're going to come through and there's not going to be a hole for them to get through without going sticking their head through a wire
1: so the josh method for wolves is mostly snares do you incorporate some footholds now too
0: yep yep i do um and most of my footholds is, is into base sets that i do and um if i if i ran a snow machine line um i would i would probably run trail sets and then um you know have snares off the sides of the trail Because so usually when you hang that first wolf up the rest of them bail off the trail and yep. you can hope to catch more when they do that and i mean you know that reading your favorite book when you're up here right
1: absolutely <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have a copy of it here now too so
0: oh, okay um, that's th- good i was gonna get you one for christmas if you didn't
1: <laughs> <laughs> the alaska wolf trapper's manual which is not only good for wolves it also has an awesome section on wolverine um, yeah but I, I, one of the things I wonder is, do you ever have the issue where, because one of the things that I was conflicted with was finding places where it looked good for wolves, but I also wanted to snare for lynx. And as you know, the, the snare type is completely different. Um, you, mm-hmm. ever, you ever run into situations like that where it's like, oh, where do, do, I, do I set a wolf snare here or do I set for lynx?
0: No, and the only reason is because I've, I've never really set snares for links. I've okay. always relied on cubbies. Um, I I have hung snares um, like the backside of my cubbies, you know, because mm-hmm. sometimes the cat will come in and they'll circle it and not, not commit to going in. Um, but I've never caught a cat doing that. But I know guys that have.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but on the other hand, I've had cats come into my wolf sets and step through the wolf snares. Oh,
1: absolutely Um, yeah I believe that for sure
0: yeah you know they
1: float a little better on top you think they jump through them or
0: no I'd say the footprints look like they just stepped through them you Mm -hmm. know because they they don't sink as deep in the snow as the wolves do okay so I I always I always set my wolf snares knee high and you know they're going to sink in the snow nearly as much as we do when we're walking in there maybe maybe not quite as far but um but yeah, I've, I've definitely had cat tracks on both sides of the snare and I don't know how it got through it without getting caught besides stepping through it.
1: Yeah. I've so, actually seen that on a cat snare. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how they make it through those. <laughs> <laughs> like cat tracks pretty, going through an 11 inch, 10 or 11 inch loop.
0: Yep. That's pretty <laughs> impressive. You know, I, I guess I can't tell you how big my, my wolf loops are. I just, I used to run 96 inch snares and that's how big my loop was, you know, just to be able to cover a little bit wider trail or anything. So, you know, we ran longer snares and they were always um, hooked onto nine wire. So, so they were all self-supporting. We didn't do any of this, you know, uh, pigtails or anything, support collars.
2: Yeah.
0: nothing, none of that stuff. The wire was just part of the end of
1: the, the snare.
0: Yep. Yep. And then you swivel. You know, the end of the nine wire's got a swivel on it, which I, I've never, I mean, I understand it, the purpose of it, but usually that cable's so twisted up and everything, it doesn't swivel Yeah. when you catch something in there. But um, But besides the point, yeah, everything, even, uh, you know, my Fox snares and my cat snares I make now, I just, everything goes on nine wire, so you don't ever have to worry about the snare being able to support itself. Um, but I went to, to running 60 inches of cable and then it just gets pulled out to full length. So whatever that converts to for a loop size, but that's how, that's my go-to wolf now.
1: And how are you attaching your nine wire to the snare end?
0: I, I make a swivel on the end of the nine wire, um, that the cable will still fit through. And then there's a washer that goes over the nine wire and the cable. And then I crimp a, a ferrule on the end of the cable. Um, and some of my snares I got okay. breakaways on. I, like,
1: yep. I, I'm picturing I'm starting to picture it now.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um they're they're pretty similar to the ones you can get, you know, with from like the snare shopper somewhere that makes wolf snares. Yeah. Um and I've got I I started trying eighth inch cable. I, I used to run three thirty seconds, but I had a couple of wolves that I caught that I just I didn't like how how thin it looked like it was getting on the leather and stuff when you go to skin them out. Yeah. Um, if, you know, if they don't die quickly, um, sometimes, you know, on their hair, will get caught up in the lock and stuff and it
1: doesn't, doesn't dispatch. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I probably had that with three of them. And, and it, I went to the bigger cable hoping that they would believe, uh, relieve that issue. Um, and it seems to have the ones I've caught in eighth inch. You don't, Your marks around your neck and stuff weren't uh, as pronounced, I guess. And the wolves were still.
1: Are you concerned about them seeing the eighth-inch cable?
0: No, not at all. So, and I, most of my stuff that gets snares put in, it's pretty thick. Um, You know, it's not just like it's hanging out there in the open. It's it's the tangle of brush, and and I think most of them don't even. Don't even notice it or it's, you know, it's dark out most of the time in the winter. That's a good point. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Are you using like one by 19 or seven by seven wire?
0: I use one by 19. I like the the wire. wire, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It it makes it, you know, everybody claims it's a little bit faster. And, um, I, I just, I like the stiffness of it. It holds its shape way better. You don't end up with the teardrop looking loops and stuff. You know, it'll hold the round loop a lot better. And I mean, I still use 7 by 7 for my beaver snares just because it's cheaper.
1: Yeah.
0: At least up here. Uh,
1: and you have... Now, you we talked a little bit because I saw that you had a TS-85 that you modified for wolves up there. I did, yep. And is that kind of... You, morphing into your your wolf trap now rather than the the hundred dollar number or number nine
0: (laughs) um i don't know that i'd i'd say that but i I mean it's definitely something i'm trying i ordered a couple more to modify which i haven't gotten done yet um to try out and and another guy that i've done a little bit of trapping with he he uh, pretty much just focuses on wolves and wolverine And, uh, and he does a lot better than I do every year as far as numbers and, and he's interested in trying it out. So as soon as I get those done, we'll probably try that this winter and, uh, and see how they hold up. The biggest concern is, is the, the rivets that hold the jaws on, whether that's going to put up with the wolf and
1: those welds.
0: Yeah. That's yeah that's probably, I mean, besides that, that's about my only concern with it because I will put a base plate on them and laminate the jaws just like I do my number threes. Everything gets welded on, on everything. You must be a good welder. No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) I I can make metal stick together, but sometimes it don't look pretty. The grinder's got to come out to fix it.
1: Mm. So what are all the mods that you'll do on a TS?
0: um, I'll, I'll base plate it, center swivel. um, And then I fork oil them. Because they with, they with have
1: another. they have kind of a base. You add to that existing base plate, or do you take that one? Yeah, off?
0: I'll, I'll I'll move it. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I moved it and and centered it. I I don't know that it how much of a difference it makes, you know, a center swivel versus the edge swivel. Because the old number nines that uh, Dean Wilson used to make and and Manning before that, and he, I think even the ones Al was making, um, they were all swiveled on the edge of the frame. They weren't all thinner swiveled, but um, I got just in my head, a thinner swivel is better. Uh, I can't tell you why, but in my head it is.
1: It seems to to me it makes more sense. Um, yeah. Just because you're you're taking away that little bit of leverage when you kind of offset the foot from the, the where the chain is pulling from.
0: Right. So, yeah, anyway, that's, yeah, I do that. Um, and then I put a, I think it's a 316th lamination on the jaws, flat bar. And you're going um, you're going
1: to the outside because that's a dogless. Yep. So you can't do inside lamination. Yep. Well, I guess you could do it on the offset jaw because that's a, what?
0: Yeah, 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 I do outside. And, uh, and I actually come around the. Uh, the top of the jaw and onto the side just a little bit too yeah just because you know so the jaw doesn't get bent or anything like that um and and then the four coil and yeah. that's about all i do to them i've I ran i think i got six or eight feet of chain oh, on the I ones do. i already modified yeah and some guys you know I, some guys run more than that some guys like 10 feet of chain or 12 feet of chain or enough to where you can tie off to the nearest tree right sometimes it's a wrong way
1: i i like how a lot of chain is nice up there because you can especially you get a loop on the end of it you can just kind of wrap the chain around the tree and run the trap through the loop and tighten it up and it makes it yep. so easy to to get everything secured
0: yep yeah it's quick and i uh i run a lot of quick links on the end of my chains and um you know the screw on ones right. sometimes you gotta have a ratchet here or whatever to break you're not gonna be able
1: to get a s hook on and have a wolf have it hold the wolf
0: <laughs> right exactly so I'll, yeah i'll take those and i'll actually take my chain and i'll i'll tie it in a knot around the tree you know just like one overhand mm-hmm. a half hitch half hitch is what they, i think they're called and then i'll hook you know the chain back on itself, and then that way all the pressure's on the chain, and none of it's on your on the,
1: on the quick link. Yeah.
0: Yeah. None of it's on the quick link. It's all all, all on the chain.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. And I haven't I haven't had anything pull a trap off a tree. Knock on wood. <laughs>
1: so. And so those are baited but, sets. Like, are you setting out big bait stations?
0: Yep. Yep. Piles and piles. Uh. Moose scraps or you know, the bones and stuff from hunting season that I come across or her friends give me. Um, roadkill road moose, too. You can get a permit for using roadkill moose for uh, trapping,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which I've, I've done that a handful of times. Um, but when you, my experiences with that, when you, when you get a roadkill animal, you can't just like drag the carcass in there and stuff because it freezes. And about the only thing that can really rip into the frozen hide is a Wolverine. Well. How often does the Wolverine come around? It's you know not that often, so I, I've I've had a lot better luck opening the carcass up and everything. And
1: so the wolves won't try and, to tear through that hide.
0: Uh, no, I think they'll try, but I've I've never seen it in any of my sets. Yeah. Um, and I've had wolves come by and they just don't even touch it. You know, they go to what wow. what's open.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, it's frozen solid.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, and with, with caribou and stuff, I've seen them, you know, helping some other guys trap and stuff. They they'll come into and just walk right by even a caribou that's frozen solid. But if you have that opened up or whatever, and they, they come in hard for it. Hmm. I don't know if it, you know, maybe disperses scent a little better or Or it's more inviting. Like, Hey, this is, this is open. It's not just a dead animal. Something has gotten into this. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know.
1: Or just the amount of effort, like the trade off. Well, Am I gonna gnaw at this for three hours until I can start eating? Well, there's a rabbit over there.
0: <laughs> sure. Yeah. Exactly. And I don't know, maybe if, you know, it attracts birds and stuff too then, so I'm sure that helps, you yeah. know, the ravens and the gray jays and you know predators key in on that stuff for sure.
1: Yeah, they must be able to key in on, on uh kills from quite a distance.
0: Just based yeah. on
2: that.
1: They're not dumb. Wolves yep. seem to be, from what I've read in that manual and just a little bit that I've talked to people about, they seem like they're awfully smart.
0: Yep. Oh, they. they I mean, they are. They, they definitely are. Some of the stories and stuff I've heard from other guys that they've had wolves on their line that they can't catch. It's you, you do something one time and they remember that. It's it's pretty impressive. So, I know some guys that stories that i've read up here they'd you know they'd run that that trail set where they put a number nine in the snow machine trail right in the middle of the, the trail yep. mm-hmm. and it's not marked or anything you know it's just put it right in your trail you can drive over top of it as long as you don't have paddle track and um and they would just put a piece of flagging or something on the side of the trail this is where my trap's at and one wolf that's all it takes and then the other wolves know
1: Do they know what the flagging jump means up. trap
0: yep Jump off the trail before you get to that flagging. I, you and, know how you could. They,
1: the the best way to test that is to not have a trap there and just put a flag and see if they do it.
0: Yep, and I've and I've read stories of guys doing that. Really? I'm going to put flagging right here. Wolves would bail off the trail. Oh yep. My God, wow,
1: that's in, that's incredible. Yep. So, are you the guy that's going to try and put all the effort in to catch that the smartest wolf because it's a challenge, or are you more like me and you just want to catch a few dumb ones? <laughs>
0: Well <laughs> I I like trying to catch them all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there are guys that'll go when i was reading from that book that, that they'll try to get the whole pack cuz they say that way you don't have to worry about educating them. You try to get the whole pack yeah. the first time they come through.
0: Yeah. Which I've I've never caught an entire pack the first time they came through, but I, I caught 5 in one whack and that was the rest of the pack. Wow. So that was that's a lot of skinning.
1: Tell me about that. FYI. Tell me about that set. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that that was one of those. Uh, this is where the wolves cross all the time, and I just kept hanging cable. Wow. And when they came through, I got the rest of them. <laughs> so that was that was my best year. I caught six that year, and and five were all at one whack. There was the beginning of the year. There were thirteen wolves in that pack, and I caught I caught six of them and then a couple other guys around there we we caught the that entire pack and then there weren't any wolves around there for two years
1: huh. and, they,
0: and just now kind of there's a
1: back in over time
0: yeah yeah it, it there was a pair that ended up in there two years later and then it was three and now there's at least eight that are in there again um but i haven't i haven't trapped that particular spot again i i don't work at that camp anymore so but that's uh, that's probably where I'm gonna end up doing some stuff this winter. Oh, really? So,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, okay. yeah they will probably put the effort into. I moose hunt there too, so it's. So yeah, cool you,
1: you're. It's kind of in your best interest to remove a few
0: wolves. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and it, it's kind of interesting to me because there's, there's one, two, three. Or there's at least five guys to trap out of there, and nobody really hits the wolves very hard. So it's. I, I feel like I need to go there and try to hit them pretty hard. Hmm. And that's, that's. And that's all just. That's all out of the car or truck, you know, and, and that's all my foot lines is, is where I've done really well on the wolves. That's
1: kind of feast or famine, like trapping. In some cases you're probably trapping all season long and you know like you said you get five and one whack and then you go the rest of the season and catch one
0: yep well that was like this last winter you know i when you and i were talking about that one wolf that i hung up that that snare sat there that that sat there all winter and i finally got him in beginning of march or whatever that was so that snare sat there for five months
1: yeah that's insane
0: (laughs) yeah but (laughs) finally connected yeah that's just wolf wolf trapping will try your patience it really will
1: yeah you must have to have a certain mentality like i'm gonna stick this out until the end of the season and something's gonna come
0: through here yep and that's sometimes that's kind of a challenge you know you're driving by the set all the time looking at it going do i need to go move that a little bit or (laughs) you know and you just got to convince yourself just leave it alone you know, it's it's set where it needs to be. It's set right, and yeah, and then you come by and and the wolf walked two inches to the left of it or something, and then you want to pull your <laughs> hair out because it's been four weeks since anything's come by there. And <laughs> did did
1: uh, you ever listen to that interview I did with Eric Martin? He was a guy at, oh,
0: here in Maine. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure I did. He
1: said the same exact thing about bobcat trapping out west,
0: and. He
1: said something about finding this location that you knew was a cat location. You knew the cats were going to be there. And he said, yeah. it didn't matter if you waited all season long. The cats were going to go through. That was a good location. Yeah. And, yeah. and sometimes that was the game for those guys, a lot of those those cat trappers, is just finding those locations, setting on them, and, and just waiting it out.
0: Yep. I'd say that's a lot like wolf and Wolverine trapping.
1: Yeah, tell me more about these Wolverines.
0: <laughs> I'm not the Wolverine guru. I've only caught a handful of them, but I've lost. But that's I've lost I've one done. twice. <laughs> Does that count? <laughs> so You're well versed in needing the proper trap, too. <laughs>
1: I thought. I mean, I thought that like a Victor Number Four Double Long Spring was going to hold him, but it didn't.
0: Yeah. So and I, a Bridger too. <laughs> yeah, I've I've lost one Wolverine, and it was one of them modified TS85s. And I think it just got it got ice in the corner of the jaws or something. It's really hard to tell because it's snowed between the time I hung them up and when I got there. Um, but just looking at the trap, you know, the jaws in the offset were about probably about an inch inch apart there. Mm-hmm. And I think it got some ice or something or some snow in the corner of the trap. And he chewed on it and slobbered on it and everything. And finally, it just he got his foot twisted just right. It popped out, is my guess. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah, but that's the only
0: one I've lost. But.
1: They're such a wild, crazy animal. So what about the ones you've
0: caught? I kind of the first one I caught was in a lynx cubby. <laughs> I'm noticing a theme here. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so when do you ever I... catch
1: any lynx in those?
0: <laughs> <laughs> a handful. <laughs> when uh when I after I caught my first wolf I started uh talking to another trapper that trapped around there and he was catching oh i'd say four or five wolverine a year and uh and i'd i'd go over there probably every time i went and checked my traps he had a cabin on the road on the way out to that that 35 mile line i ran and uh and he trapped that same road too and you know he had he had the really good spots because he knew because he'd been trapping out there for 40 years yeah and uh and i'd stop there generally about every time i'd run my line and i'd start talking with him and stuff and and he finally convinced me I just needed to try trapping Wolverine. Like, still run my couple Martin sets or whatever, but just really focus on the Wolverine. He's like, "If you want to catch a Wolverine, he's like, this is what you do." And and so I started doing that. And, what What uh, was that? It, um, big baits. Yeah. And two traps. Always, always two traps. Hmm. Um. And it it he wouldn't do like a cubby. He would just take his big piece of bait or whatever and wire it to a tree. And, uh, and then just kind of like stomp two trails into it in the snow. And he'd put a leg hold in each one Mm -hmm. and, you know, stepping sticks and stuff like that. But the traps were always close enough together that the Wolverine could get caught in both of them.
1: Yeah. I've heard that's the key. That's a big key in holding them at times.
0: Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. i guess i the two wolverine that i've caught in those sets i just i just had them in one trap the other one was snapped off but they weren't caught in it um the first one being i guess i guess it wasn't really a cubby that it was caught in but it was that set and that's that's what i do for links a lot of the time now too is i just run that same kind of set yeah um some you know maybe i'll some of them I'll I'll block in a little bit or whatever just to keep the calf from coming in because they don't they're not so concerned with trails you know let us walk across or whatever because they can walk on top they, of snow yeah they food. got
1: they got snowshoes
0: yeah definitely that's a that's a big big foot for a light animal um but yeah this this first wolverine I caught it was a small female she was only about 15 pounds um, but in in one of my number threes and uh what set what set me off on that spot was uh there were wolf tracks up and down the road and then two beat down trails going down into the valley and i assume they killed a moose down in there i only walked like a half a mile down in there and i couldn't find anything and so i came back up towards the road and there was wolverine tracks in there all over the place too that's another reason i thought there was probably a moose kill down in there yeah and uh and I just took a big chunk of beaver and wired it to the tree and put my two traps in there. And I think it was two days later, I had that Wolverine. It wasn't very long. Wow. And, you know, same thing, you know, I got, got out of the car and went down in the ditch and I heard the chain rattling and guy gets all excited, you know, and I didn't know it was. I didn't know if it was a wolf or a Wolverine or what it was because it's dark. Yeah. And got in there and got that, that little, that little girl was in there and man I was excited that was, <laughs> that was pretty cool it's another one of those things though you know much thrashing around as she was doing I couldn't tell how good she was caught yeah so it's like you're trying to you, you're trying to like savor the moment this is my first Wolverine but it's like I don't you need to dispatch well that quick <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and, <laughs> and and yeah and so I caught that one and then I had a couple other spots kind of that same thing. It's, this is, this is a spot right here. You know, I, I've seen Wolverine tracks here. I see them here regularly, if you want to call it that, you know, twice a year or whatever. And, and then I'd, uh, I'd make one of those sets and then I had another kind of a a walkthrough set with uh, a three thirty, and my next two Wolverine, I caught in those in three thirties and, uh, and that's really I'm pretty picky about my three thirties now. I you know, they depending on which manufacturer you have, whether they're ten by ten or nine by ten and um, and I, I I have to have the ten by tens for some reason. That's <laughs> in my head. You know, it's one of those things again in my head. So I need the, the can ten, you, 10 by. Can you
1: describe the the walkthrough? Is this a cubby or is this out in the open?
0: No, it's so I'll uh I'll make that that one big bait set with the two leg holds and then i'll uh i'll walk kind of like an arcing trail um kind of up to it and you know kind of make like almost like a but i guess a radius you make a radius walking that trail Mm -hmm. and somewhere in there i'll walk in between a couple of trees that are just 15 inches apart or so Mm mm-hmm um, and just just to tighten everything up and i'll walk through through something like that and then i'll take a log and i'll put it down or a branch you know something big enough that you can set the 330 on like mm-hmm. the base of it
1: yeah
0: when it's set so sits it's not on it. sitting in the snow so it's not sitting in the snow yep um and and then i'll just run a run a stick through the the spring on each side to kind of um make it solid there and and it just sits in that trail and
1: no bait there they're up. just they're just kind of circling the set
0: yep wow yep and blind the blind set for wolverine yeah. <laughs> yep I, yeah i mean technically yeah i guess it is a blind set That's um cool. and then even off of that that radius i'll walk a couple other trails out just 30 or 40 feet out into the woods and just so if anything hits that that trail you know they'll follow that trail right
1: that's the big thing because people don't understand all the time that uh you know there's a lot of it takes a lot of energy to walk through that snow and so anytime there's a packed down trail they're they're going to use it
0: yep i did have one wolverine that he he must have been pinched before or something because when he came in he hit one of them uh trails those little wagon wheel trails coming off of my uh, little radius
2: mm-hmm.
0: and he walked all the way around that trail <laughs> to the end of it and then turned and walked all the way back in <laughs> until he hit that trail again and then he started walking alongside that he got to the next one and he jumped over that oh, and then he geez. went off up into the woods he didn't want anything to do with that set you know he wow it, I think he'd been pinched I think he'd been pinched before yeah and you know I'd I think Wolverine are pretty sharp too, but I think they kind of got that attitude about them that it's like, I'm a Wolverine, ballsy. I, you know, oh. I don't care if, yeah, I don't care if there's a trap in here. I'm a Wolverine. That's right. Not gonna catch...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that.
0: <laughs> kind of, yeah, kind of like the one that you experienced there. What, what did he snap that 3:30 off twice? Uh, that was. Right? I think that was just
1: once on the 3:30. It
0: was a once. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But he, but he came back.
1: He came back. He and set he, the three thirty off, yeah. and he came back to the same spot. And he got caught in the foothold, and right. he he um, he pulled out of that, and he went to another set. And he ate a lynx in a snare. And he, I think, what happened because based on the hair that was in the trap, is I think he was eating that lynx in the snare, and then I had a foothold just not far from there. I think he went over and sat down on that trap. Yeah.
0: And yeah, I, I would bet you. So would bet he, you would he, like that. He
1: was he was like, Yeah, okay, this is a trap, I know what it is, but I don't really care.
0: <laughs> right. Yep. Maybe he even came in and he sat down and while he was looking at that cat deciding whether he was gonna eat it or not, you know, maybe that's when he snapped the trap off. Could be. Yep. And then he ate the cat. Yep. It's I've uh one of the guys that used to trap way up north, up, you know, on the coastal plain there by Dead Horse. Um, he had this one Wolverine that would come into one of his sets, and there would be hair in his trap. It was like three or four times he came in there, and there's hair in his trap. Really? And he finally talked with one, the fur buyer here in town, one of them, and they started talking about the hair that was in the trap. And one of the times, it had like some blonde hair in it from like the Diamond. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those that aren't familiar with Wolverine, there's they kind of have like this They call it a diamond, um, and it's generally a patch of lighter hair like blonde that makes kind of a diamond shape on their back. Um, And what they think that wolverine was doing is he was coming in, and he would roll on the ground and snap those traps off because he knew there were traps in there. (laughs) And, And when he finally did catch that wolverine, I don't remember if it was in a 330 or what it was, he was missing like four or five toes. Um, oh, okay. on, I mean, all of his feet. So he had been around he and he'd been pinched quite. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and he knew what they were. Um, it's, it's pretty common to, to catch a wolverine that's missing a couple toes or,
1: yeah, or whatnot. Do you, you do know, you no, cover your foothold
0: traps? I do. Yeah. Yep.
1: How do you cover them?
0: Um, are you, I, Put a piece of wax paper. Um, um yeah. I'm, I almost kind of like wrap the pan. The wax paper goes underneath the frame of the trap, and then over the pan, and then underneath the jaw that the dog um, goes over.
1: So it's a and, it, and that, it's a it's a long big piece of wax
2: paper.
0: Yeah. 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 For, I mean, relatively. I mean, to, for a number three or something, it's yeah. Six inches wide and the width of the wax paper roll it's about what i do and yep. and i always crink, i always crumple it up into a ball um okay. before i put it and then okay. something steps on it it's not so crinkly and i don't remember who taught me that trick but or if it really makes a difference but it's, it's something i do um and then i just put a light dusting of snow on it um i really like setting traps when it's actively snowing, or like I know it's gonna snow.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know the forecast is saying, you know, an inch of snow or something. Um, then I won't cover them. I'll I'll just let it sit there and let it blend itself in. And I don't think it matters so much with cats. Like when you know you and Jim were out trapping, you weren't even covering your traps. Right. So it, yeah, cat. Not to pick on links, but they're I think they're pretty dumb. <laughs>
1: Well, like you said, those wolver those Wolverines were stepping in those uncovered traps too.
0: Right. And yep.
1: He caught quite a few of them before I got before and after I was there. That were just it was like, wow. Okay. I guess yep. he ought to know what a trap is, but he didn't really care.
0: Yeah. Maybe that was the first one he's seen.
1: <laughs> that's right. and, and and yeah. I mean, that you're also dealing with an area that doesn't get much trapping pressure too. So yeah. Right. Actually, that's an interesting point. Is he said back in the 70s when there were people trapping all through that country, they never really caught very many wolverines. And, huh. and I think he felt that, you know, they, they, were, they were trapped pretty heavily, so the populations were, were pretty well in check. And yeah. so it was kind of unheard of. Like one trapper to catch five wolverines was, was almost unheard of. But now it's just like, you know, it, it, that's just normal
0: there's definitely not as many people trapping up here as there used to be. So but probably the opportunity for larger catches is definitely there, especially somewhere where you guys were at, you know? The yeah.
1: Yeah. There's, there's not a lot of people, not a lot of people in the, I really like that habitat. It, it seemed like that was, you know, for as hungry of country as Alaska is, it just seemed like there was a lot of good habitat there.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of, Places that you think would be good habitat that are just dead too. You know, I don't know if you don't call it a dead zone or what, but I've been through a lot of country that's like, man, there should be some something here, and there's not. It's, and I don't know if it's a, you know, a a prey issue or, or what the deal is, but I did run a, a 27 mile snow machine line in that that same area that I spent quite a bit of time trapping. And I thought it was going to be pretty good. The, the first time I went in there and checked, I, on, a, on a one-week check, I picked up five Martin and uh, a couple Wolverine, a couple sets of Wolverine tracks had come in there. So I made some Wolverine sets, and the Wolves had run the line one time. So I put a couple Wolf sets out. And then the next time I came and ran it, I had five Martin again. And was like, yeah, man, this is going to be awesome. And, uh, and that was all that just, just the Martin, there were no cat tracks in there. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, I kind of, I was kind of surprised because cats were on the way up. This was 2016, Hmm. 17 is when I was doing that. And, uh, the next like four checks that I did out there, I had two Martin. (laughs) And, (laughs) And it's just like, and I, it, you know, I didn't catch a bunch of females or anything. They were all like big males. And, um, and then I think those last two I caught were, were smaller males. Maybe one of them was a female, but I wasn't getting into like weird catch ratios or anything where I was right. catching all my females and, and whatnot. So I, I was kind of at a loss for, you know, why nothing else was moving through. But sometimes you see that up here where, you'll catch the resident critters that are there and then that's that's it. Nothing well, else moves through.
1: And and if you back in looking back at the stories that people tell in back in the old days, they talk about waves of martin or waves of lynx that like a whole pile of animals will just move into an area, like this mass migration. And yeah. and nobody seems to be able to explain it. But it it, it seems to make sense that if you're going to see huge migrations like that you're also going to have huge dead areas right like i think jim talked yep. about this line where he was on foot and he caught like 100 martin in six weeks or something like that is he on uh-huh. foot <laughs> it's just yep. insane i remember him talking about it <laughs> but there was probably a lot of areas that that were you know whole drainages that hardly had any martin in them at the same time
0: right even that that uh, line that Tristan and i trapped where i caught my first martin um We ran almost 70 miles on that. And uh, the first time that we went out there, there were Martin tracks all over the place. And we were super excited about that. And when we came back and checked the first time, it it hadn't really snowed. Uh, So it was kind of hard to tell new tracks from old tracks. And we caught one Martin. And then the next time we came back, it had snowed. And there were like no Martin tracks, hmm. um, and we caught one Martin then, and then that was it. No, no more Martin for the next four weeks out there. Um, I don't even I don't even remember if we caught any new Martin tracks. Wow. And it was we started to talking to some people like Nate Turner and stuff that had been out that way for quite a while, and and some of the guys that used to trap that line, um, and and that's what it was like. They said they'd, they'd like this wave of Martin would come through and you'd catch a bunch and then you wouldn't have anything for a month or two. And then, like, another wave would come through or that one would come back and sometimes you wouldn't see any more. And, and I don't know if it's that that's just some countries like that or if that happens, you know, pretty regularly all over the state. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't, hard to say.
0: Yeah. But so there's definitely
1: Yeah, go ahead, sorry.
0: No, there's definitely a lot of a lot of hungry country out here. There, there's you know a lot of critters and then no critters and it could definitely be hit or miss.
1: Yeah. Are there with, with low prices, with low fur prices, um, are guys sticking it out? Are you seeing abandoned trap lines?
0: Um you're, you're definitely seeing less guys like put effort in along the roads and stuff, but the guys yeah. that have established lines and stuff, most of the ones I've talked to, they're still running them.
2: yeah.
0: Uh, I don't know about what's gonna happen this year. you know, last year guys were still getting 70 bucks or so from the local buyers from Arden. and and wolves and Wolverine always pay good up here because you know there's a there's a fur market up here.
1: Yeah, just locally. Local. Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: At least, at least for Wolverine, Wolverine especially. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few people that you know would get into links. Small, small little markets of links, nothing huge. Yes. Yeah. Um. But I don't. It's going to be interesting to see what happens this year with the way everything tanked.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be. It's going. I don't know as we're going to see it come back in prices anytime soon. But I'm kind of hoping it's an opportunity for you to, to hook us up with a, a trap line here. So that's what I'm getting <laughs> you thinking about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know it. It's...
1: I'm, I'm going to give you a few years, but I'm putting the pressure on. Okay,
0: yeah, that's, fair, that's fair enough. <laughs> Things are settling down. You ought to be able to get something put together.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it but... is. Uh, I, I, it's, it's one of those deals, right, where it's probably you you got to talk to the right person at the right time and you know the right situation and place where you want to trap and they're getting ready to get done and it's something that you can afford at the time and, and all that
0: yep yep i mean i don't i'm not opposed to just going and cutting my own trail or anything either that's i mean there's a couple times i've started doing that and things didn't pan out on it so it's like okay this isn't going to be worth the effort and it's kind of, you know, Martin is the, is your money crop up here. That's what pays for you to go out and, and trap and, um, and I, at least not pay to be trapping, even though I've, Oh, I think I've, I've probably always paid my entire <laughs> life. It's I don't do it for the, money. I do it for the experience. Yeah. It's, you know, it's something I love to do. Yeah. Always have, you know, just got the bug and it's in you and.
1: Well, one of the things you, you know, with it is you want to do more of it, right? So you, you enjoy it so much that you want to do more of it. But the dilemma is the more you do, the more it costs. So at some right. point, that's where the fur prices come in is where, okay, I, you know, I catch a few Martin on this line. I can afford to come back and I can afford to run a longer line and more, you know, fuel for the snow machine and all that. Maybe I can yep. put this cabin up and, and buy a few groceries and stay here for a couple weeks.
0: Right, okay. Yep, it definitely makes a difference. You know, when when you're getting $100 a Martin or whatever, you, you catch one Martin a trip and that pays for your, your gas, essentially. You know, when, when I was running that 27-mile uh, snow machine line um, up there, I was driving 90 miles one way with the pickup and then 27 with the snow machine. Mm-hmm. What is that? 100
2: and
0: yeah, almost 120 miles one way. So, and gas is at the time, gas was probably three dollars a gallon or so up here. Mm -hmm. So, pretty easy to burn through a hundred dollars of gas.
1: Yeah, yeah. Of course, where I was, it was six, like 630 a gallon. So, you're sitting there in the cabin, it's like, okay, do I go out today? How much money am I going to spend?
0: Right. Exactly. But yeah, I don't know. You're a little different situation only being up here for a couple of weeks, weeks. Right. Yeah. If, you know, when, when you're trying to get through an entire winter and, you know, at least up here we don't have any check laws. So it's, most guys that I know run one week checks. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: yeah.
1: That, that makes it doable. It, if you had to, if you had to do it a couple times a week, it would be very difficult.
0: Yeah. yeah. What do you, you guys have four day or something there? Or?
1: Uh, we're on, on Martin, like on, on body grip traps, killer traps and all that is five days. Um, but if you're yeah. close to town, that same setup is three days if you're in an organized town. And then of course everything else, uh, as far as foothold traps is daily. Yeah. And so when you're running daily checks, you're, you pretty much, you're either retired, which a lot of the coyote trappers up here are. They they don't uh-huh. have they don't have a day job, um, or you're like me and you're up at four o'clock in the morning and you're trying to scramble before you got to go to work.
0: So yeah, yeah, and, and well, you're relatively uh, quote unquote local. I mean, if you imagine if I had a even a three day check trap trapper, a five day one here, five wouldn't be so bad. But having to drive hundred miles and then go run this line every five days.
1: Well, and you're in a unique situation where you have cold spells where it gets down to 50 below and right. nothing moves and you don't want to move because right. the equipment doesn't work and things break, nothing wants to run, and you know right. you're not going to have any fur in those traps, right? Yep. So it's just, it's crazy. It, it, that's, it's almost senseless to even go check the traps. Um, and there's nothing yeah. but a law that would, would cause you to do it. So, um that's that's kind of why I've we, always, we scheduled that trip for February because it would hope, hoping it would be warm by then and we wouldn't get in the situation where if it's fifty below you know you're kind of in the cabin for a week. Right. Yep.
0: And it's I mean there's there's definitely something to that there's not a lot that moves when it gets that cold. Um, I'll say wolves still move when it's colder, mm-hmm. maybe not as much, um, but I've always told myself if it's if it's warmer than 40 below i'll go run my traps because i feel like i owe it you know if it especially if it's been warm since my last check even zero or whatever i owe it to whatever yeah because you I know they're, or,
1: they're, something's been moving through more more than likely yeah although yep, wolves can go for long periods of time you know they seem to run pretty big circuits huh
0: yep yeah that the place where i've done really good with wolves before we wiped that one pack out, it was pretty consistent, like three week cycle. They'd roll, they'd roll through.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, this this new pack that's in there now, I don't know. I would say probably they're more like five weeks. And and it's interesting, they come through in different places. I I thought, you know, there was something about those locations where the wolves were coming through, but the this new pack they come where I caught that one last year um, was probably 200 yards. I'd say it's probably 200 yards different from where the old pack used to come through. Hmm. So not, I mean, not far, but far enough that all my old snares and everything that I had in there, I, I pulled them all out and, and whatnot. Do
1: you think that's because the lead, the the, a different leader and just decided that this is the way we go now?
0: Yep. Yep that's exactly what I think is just, this is, this is where they came through the first time. So that's where they come through now. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it really is. It's only a couple hundred yards different. <laughs> so, and the, the crappy part is where they do come through, it's open and everything. So it's, oh, <laughs> it's hard, <laughs> it's, hard to catch them. It's, it's, it's like, yeah, it's like old time, I guess, but then it's open and it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, where I catch them is where they're crossing the road. So, there's a lot of people that drive by so i'm definitely really leery of putting anything out there because yeah it, you know it's pretty tempting for a lot of people to oh hey there's a wolf right there
1: yeah a 250 wolf right there probably yeah. with a 50 or 100 trap on his foot
0: right <laughs> yep so i mean the the guy i was talking about earlier that that pretty much just focuses on wolves and Wolverine uh, just to no, it was last year, last year. He, uh, he couldn't put, he's got, you know, he's got his spots where he puts his sets. He's been trapping this, this section of road for 20 years. And there was a construction project through there and they cut the trees back. Um, and now you can see where his set is from the road. It's hard to see, but you can see it and he hung two wolves up there and somebody come along and they saw him and they shot him and, and i just happened to know who these people were and they didn't understand why those wolves weren't running when they stopped
2: oh no <laughs> and,
0: and then they get up there and they're like ah, oh, crap you know they were they were hung up in in his traps yeah and they didn't take them you know they they left them and and then i heard about it so i i called this guy and said hey you know there's you got two wolves in in your setup there, and he he just he just hadn't been up and checked them in three days or whatever it was. So he he buzzed up there and
1: so he, and so he didn't lose up. the fur anyway.
0: No, no, he didn't lose the fur. That's you know that's far enough out of town that and a small enough community up up that way that I think you would have found out who took them if they did not take them. And, yeah, and whatnot, not like around Fairbanks here where there's forty or fifty thousand people and good luck finding anything that disappeared. <laughs> so Yeah, you have honest.
1: to go to a lot of garage sales probably.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But so when when that one of mine got stolen, um, you know, I was working at fishing game at, at the time, so I called over to the bios that I knew over there. Today I, I had a black wolf stolen. You know, if you have any come across or whatever that seems suspicious that there's a good chance that maybe it's mine and uh and called the troopers and told the troopers and then called the local fur buyers because they can seal wolves too um and and just never heard anything about it
1: yeah may not have ever gotten sealed
0: yeah and that's yeah it's a very good possibility Hmm. but i mean at least it was a wolf and it's something that does get sealed so there was a chance that i could maybe find it but that's neither
1: here or there. So. All right, that was part two of three um, with my sit-down with Josh. We'll have one more here at some point. I uh, had a lot of fun. Boy, it, it brought back some memories of what I was doing uh, last winter and, and really wanting to go back there, man. So anyway, hope you enjoyed that, and uh, we'll, we'll have more to come. It is now time for the Cots Bros Deal of the Week. You get to save five bucks off and double the points on any order of $50 or more at CotsBros.com. Just use the code JRODXMAS. That's all one word, J-R-O-D, X-M-A-S. And you will get credited $5 off your order at checkout and you're gonna earn double the points. So basically like five bucks off plus, oh, I think that's plus another uh, 10% something, something like that. So pretty sweet deal. Um, Get to cotsbros.com and take advantage of that. And until next time, keep on talking trapping, keep on thinking trapping, get out there and set some traps. All right, guys, we'll catch you later.